Well, good morning. Welcome to another week of our Bible reading plan together as a church. Uh, this morning I wanted to focus our attention on the reading in Acts. As a brief reminder, the book of Acts is the outworking of what Jesus told his disciples would take place before he ascends to be with the Father and sit at his right hand. He says in Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so Acts is Luke recording the outworking of that, the fulfillment of what Jesus promised his apostles there. And so where we're at in this week's reading, we see in the beginning of Acts 6, it presents the wonderful problems of growth in the early church. Uh, needs are increasing, and they're increasing outside the capacity of what the apostles can bear. And so they look for leaders in the church, able men, to fulfill those needs and to serve. Um, you can look at there's kind of the beginnings of the deacon role that you can notice in there of men going to be able to fulfill that task of serving in an office, um, not just to serve the church, but to free up uh, the apostles and pastors uh, to do the ministry of the word and prayer. And so you just see the church is beginning to form, it's beginning to grow, and uh, God is at work. Uh, but then after Acts 6, we go into Acts 7, and what we read about is the first Christian martyr in Stephen. And so this narrative that Luke records for us, it falls into three parts. The first is his ministry and arrest. The second is his sermon. And lastly, it's his execution. And, and so one thing that I want to highlight for us, though, is that Stephen presents and provides us with what it looks like to read the Old Testament and see it through the lens of Jesus, to see it through the lens of Christ. And so you, what Stephen does is that he begins with Abraham. He goes back to Abraham and traces through. Here is what God's people have done. Here is what God has accomplished throughout redemptive history. So as we're reading our Old Testament, there are echoes and there's shadows and there's murmurings of here's how we can see Christ. And so Stephen in his speech, gives us an example of how to do that rightly, how to do that well. And so there's five themes I want you to notice as you read through Stephen's speech. First is God's sovereign choice of his people. He highlights that. Second, but not less important, is the promise and the fulfillment theme. So God makes promises to his people, and then he fulfills them. And so you'll see that. Remember that God promised in Genesis 3 that that a seed, one would come, and then he makes promises to Abraham about the land, and he makes promises to Moses and the people of Israel, and all that's being fulfilled. So there's, there's this promise and fulfillment language. Uh, the third theme is God's salvation of his people. And so biblical salvation is linked to judgment. And so there are these times of judgment that happens, but what does it produce and bring about? It brings about God's salvation. And then the fourth theme is Israel's rejection of God and his actions on their behalf. So this theme of rejection, it carries with it related aspects of unbelief, rebellion, and unfaithfulness. And as, as Stephen is looking at these Jewish people who are accusing him that Jesus is not the Messiah, he's saying, you are rejecting God. Just like the, you're, the people before you rejected God's prophets, you are no different. And then finally we see the theme of the temple, which is one of the main issues Stephen is 
um, contending with his accusers about. And, and so soon after Stephen's speech, we see that Stephen is the first Christian martyr. He dies. He not only has great joy in living for Christ, but he also sees that Christ is worth dying for. And, and one, one thing that I want you to notice, and before they stone Stephen, this is what Stephen records in Acts 7, 54 to 56. He says, Now when they heard these things, these are the people that Stephen's talking to, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, and he saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And I think one thing to notice and be encouraged by, Scripture uniformly pictures Jesus as seated at the right hand of God. But in this moment, as Jesus is looking on, this, this, this picture that Stephen has, he sees the Son of God standing. He sees the Son of God, not seated, but standing. So Christ came to his feet with arms open to welcome the first martyr home. And isn't that a powerful picture? Isn't that a powerful image? Isn't that a powerful truth for us that as we share the gospel, as those who are persecuted for the gospel, as those who are even see the gospel as worth dying for, the Savior sees it all. And he, is, he, he doesn't miss one aspect of it, and it's worth it. So even after Stephen's martyrdom and he dies in the rest of Acts, what we begin to see is that in chapter 8, the gospel begins to spread in Judea. I mean, the gospel begins to spread outside of Judea and outside of Judea, um, Judaism, that it's going into Samaria. It's going to all the earth, as Jesus promised in Acts 1 Eight. And so soon we see the conversion of Saul, who becomes Paul. And so the Gentiles are now going to hear the gospel. And, and Peter's going to go, and he's going to hear about Cornelius, and he's going to see that the Gentiles are, have received the same spirit that, that he and the apostles have received and the same effect. And, and so we see the gospel is going forth in power. So this morning, what I want you to do, what I want each of us to do, is to remember our conversion, to remember that the, the same gospel that was proclaimed in these chapters is still being proclaimed today and that God is fulfilling his promises. So think about and consider afresh how God saved you, what God did in bringing the gospel to bear on your life. And remember this week as you're reading that God is faithful, that he's at work, that he is a God who saves and we can rejoice in him and we can be confident that he is faithful to fulfill all his promises.